Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Sentinel movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And this week we are covering Minute 21 of the Burbs, which begins with Artang, Keep that mud off my lawn, will ya? And ends with Ricky in the middle of a long speech. Okay, so we've moved from our action minute. We're now going to have a few minutes of monologues. Some yeah, like five. Yeah. Uh, some of our guys, they got some stories to tell, and they'd like to let everybody know about it. <laughs> so I'm going to start off right with the first line where he says, you know, hey, you, he goes, hey, you, it's dog, keep that mud off my lawn. Now, that in and of itself doesn't mean anything, but if you watch it with the closed captioning on, it says mimicking Mark, Mark Rumsfeld. I didn't, uh, yeah. Is he? <laughs> He's not good at it if he is. Yeah, I don't under. I guess from earlier with uh, Queenie. With the poop? Yeah, I think so. But he, it just sounds like he's making a funny voice. I don't really think that he's mimicking Rumsfeld. Right, that's what I thought too. He's just, hey you. Yeah, he's just. I thought he was just making a weird voice and he was trying to scare Ray. <laughs> I don't <laughs> that's know. What see, I, I mean, if you're gonna mimic Mark, he would have said, you know, I'm gonna staple your ass shut, or I'm gonna, you know, that little barking rat of yours. So either the closed caption person took it upon themselves to do this, or he is a right. horrible impressionist. <laughs> Somebody thought, oh, it sounds like Rumsfeld to me. Yeah, some closed caption person just went off the reservation. Like, I'm going to write whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> um, so after this, he um he lets Vince off the leash. So I got to say, he's a, he's a terrible dog owner. <laughs> and he says, have a field day. That's what he <laughs> says. <laughs> so is his dog neutered? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, uh, is he, I mean, is he purposely letting him crap on Art's lawn, too? Is that what he's doing? Yeah, well, he, he lets him go, and you don't see him again. So is he just out going through the town, just just looking for ladies? There's I mean, a couple times going through these minutes where I ask about the dog a couple times to myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's five minutes from now, and you're like, I wonder if his dog ever came home. Yeah, I'm not sure if he ever did. I think he's just a, he's a terrible dog owner. He should be reported <laughs> to the ASPCA. <laughs> Maybe he knows he's on a soundstage and it can't get too far. Yeah, so he's got... We look over where at uh, Art's house here, or, you know, the facade of Art's house. Yeah. So Art's hanging out with Ricky. So apparently Ricky can hang out with a 13-year-old boy and Art. And do you realize what Ricky's doing on the porch with him, right? What, when they're drinking and smoking cigars? Yeah, he's having a, a frosty beverage and having a cigar. So I, I desperately tried to find this and look at it. I mean, you have to assume that, like, you're assuming they're drinking beer. You're right. like, all right, well, they're, you know, they're having a couple beers. So there's a lot to, to dig into here. My assumption was that Art was feeding uh, beers to a minor. That was my assumption. So we're assuming Ricky's a minor, that he's not 21. Right. He's 18-ish. I forget. Has that been established or we just came up with him? I think it's – well, Court Feldman's 18. I think that's what it was. Right. That's where yeah. we went with um, There's one sort of close-up on when Ricky's holding it, and it's kind of like a brown label. It, if, if I didn't know any better, I would have said it was root beer. See – but the way he sips it doesn't look like he's sipping a soda. It looks like no. he's doing beers. <laughs> it's like so. Either I think Art's contributing to the delinquency of a minor. <laughs> uh, another, you know what? It doesn't surprise me with Art either. So in the first ten seconds of this minute, we got two laws being broken. We got Vince is off his leash and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And the Clopex still haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, and the Clopex <laughs> to this point have done. <laughs> Nothing wrong. <laughs> Nothing. All the guy has done is stepped out onto his porch. They right. have destroyed their owl. They have broken their porch. They have let the bees loose out of their house. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my main notes was were they drinking beers or sodas. I mean, story-wise, it makes no sense for them to have sodas. No. I mean, 
unless it was me on my porch, then I'd probably have a soda. But you know, right? Art seems like a beer drinker. Yeah, and I mean, you can see it. It's just as likely that they're holding root beer as they have like cans of fake old Milwaukee. Right. It's definitely not any. I mean, it's generic movie can design. Yes. All right. So after this, right before the speeches start, Ricky's speech is in this minute. He says, "Green sky at morning, neighbor take warning." And then Art, or not Art, uh, Ray goes, "Green sky at night, neighbor take flight." Neighbor take flight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they're mimicking, or they're taking off of the red sky at morning, or whatever it's called. The common phrase "red sun at morning" is a line from an ancient rhyme, often repeated by mariners. Which the real saying is, "Red sun at night, sailors delight. Red sun at morning, sailors take warning." Okay. And I thought I knew what that meant, but I looked it up just to make sure. And it's a rule of thumb <laughs> about weather forecasting, meaning it's supposed to be if you have a red sun at the morning, that means you're going to have bad weather. And apparently, from all the sources I checked, Wikipedia. It vaguely holds true. Like, it's not totally fake. It actually holds true to some degree. Oh, there is some truth, but there not much. There is some truth. It's not a hard and fast fact, but it's red sun at morning often means that storms are coming in, where at night it's usually clear skies. Okay. Now, I'm sure anybody who just heard me say that, who has any experience being out <laughs> in the ocean, is just diving off their boat right now. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a landlubber. I don't know what to tell you. I can't remember the last time. Aside from walking five feet into the Atlantic, I really don't go into the ocean much. Yeah, so that's our that's our first whimsical moment is the green sky at morning thing. Yeah, his poet, his poem, Ricky's poem. We're never explained why is there green sky at morning. Is it just pouring out of the Klopak's house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, what was my last question? What? Oh, oh, that's right. When Ray comes over... Um, Art says he comes over to smoke cigars. His wife doesn't know about it. Yeah, he's like, I doesn't, he doesn't know I know that. But <laughs> yeah. He, his wife's not unaware that he smokes cigars because he already brought it up to her. Oh, yes, he did, he did say smoke a couple hundred, drink a couple hundred beers, smoke some cigars outside. Yeah. And that, that was, it seemed like that was her only issue was that he smoked outside. Right. So, I mean, he is doing that. Yeah, I guess you can't yell at him for that. <laughs> he's, try, he's trying to do the right thing. <laughs> So, apropos of almost nothing, Ricky asks <laughs> Mr. Peters. Oh, that's what I meant to bring up. Um, Ricky refers to him as Mr. Peterson, and he always calls Art Mr. Weingartner. He's very respectful, eighteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He always calls him Mr. Rumsfeld or Lieutenant Rumsfeld, Mrs. Mrs. Rumsfeld. Even when he's talking about her tan lines, he still calls her Mrs. Rumsfeld. Yes, he's a very respectful young man. <laughs> like it's it's such an added like weird thing. Being how he's 18, and in my mind, he's Corey Feldman, so he's in my mind, he's 20-something, is what he seems like here. Yeah. I guess that helps reinforce the fact that he is not yet an adult. He's not on their level. He's not yeah. He's not as young as his son, but he's still not up to them. Yeah, he's somewhere in between. Yeah, he doesn't get to come on their wacky adventures. He just has to watch them from afar. <laughs> but it makes me nervous that he's hanging around with Art when nobody else is. Yeah, that's bad news. Yeah. Well, I was about to say he's the worst neighbor you could hang around with, but I gotta admit that is a tough call. I don't, I don't know, I don't know that Rumsfeld would be much better, or even Walter yeah, in right. his own way. Well, he can't hang around with Rumsfeld because he's too busy looking at his wife. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Ricky's gonna bring up the movie The Sentinel, and this is the best Sentinel minute of all time. 
<laughs> the Sentinel, as he says, it's a 1977 horror film directed by Michael Winner and starring Christina Raines, who I've never heard of, no. Chris Sarandon, Ava Gardner, Burgess Meredith, Sylvia Miles, and Eli Wallach. Now, Sarandon I've heard, but I don't think I've heard of Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon is the prince from The Princess Bride. Oh, uh, I got you. Yeah. Ava Gardner, uh, I just know she's really hot and had sex with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I know Burgess her too. Meredith, obviously, you know, Mickey from The Penguin. Yeah. Sylvia yeah. Miles, know the name, can't say it. Eli Wallach, of course, is he's the ugly of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, the film also features Christopher Walken, Jeff Goldblum, John Carradine, Jerry Orbach, Tom Berenger, and Beverly D'Angelo in supporting roles. Wow. <laughs> I mean... There's some names in that movie. I need to see this movie yesterday. <laughs> what happened? How did I miss this? And it's a horror movie, too. So it's right in my wheelhouse. Fun. Watch it. All right. Yeah, it says the plot focuses on a young model who moves into a historic Brooklyn brownstone that has been sectioned into apartments, only to find that its proprietors are excommunicated Catholic priests and the building is a gateway to hell. So, <laughs> it sounds awesome. I know. And the way he describes it, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, I forget. Yeah, because I forget how far he gets through it. I think he gets through most of it, right? Yeah, he gets through the whole story. He just doesn't get to the very, very end of it. Um, he says oh, – Go. He says, did you ever see the Sentinel, Mr. Peterson? It's about this old guy who owns an apartment, which is kind of like the gateway to hell. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he was on Wikipedia too. And the film yeah. was released by Universal Pictures in 1977. And this is also a Universal Picture. So this has been around my whole life and I had missed it. Yeah. And I've seen pretty much every horror movie from like the mid-70s into the 80s. That was right when I was watching them all. I don't know how this one slipped I, through. I honestly thought you did see every horror movie. <laughs> and maybe I did. Maybe I was too young. Maybe this is one of the ones my parents let me watch when I was like five and it just was over my head. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm going to blame bad parenting on this that I didn't see this. How dare your parents saw you watch that movie? I know. They let me watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was six. That's normal, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I would turn to my mother and go, this isn't real, right? And she was like, well... <laughs> <laughs> not all of it not well this one a little more than others but yeah so i would say uh i guess if you're watching this movie you could put sentinel on your to see list i did there's a, a couple other movies called the sentinel but none of them are based on this oh uh, okay yeah i think it was um it was based on a novel a 1974 novel well here's a geek moment weren't sentinels in the x-men weren't oh, they sentinels yeah, nice pull you want, to, you want me to go deep? You want me to go deeper than that? Uh-oh, he knows it. <laughs> the sentinel that made the other sentinels was called Master Mold. There we go. <laughs> oh, that was deep cuts. <laughs> I said it got us some, uh, some decent nerd credibility. Got to make up for the fact that we haven't seen the sentinel, which is actually referenced in the movie we're supposed to know something about. I, I made every effort to find it. I couldn't find it. No, I will track down this movie and watch it. I mean... The supporting cast alone, now all those names I said, they probably all have one line. <laughs> but, still. But I mean, it's still, even the main people, like Chris Sarandon was a pretty decently big name back then. Eva Gardner was. And like, I mean, Burgess Meredith and Eli Wallach are ever, never not good. Right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, it's got like a Rosemary's Baby feel to it a little bit. Yeah, it looked very dark. It looked like one of them 70s horror movies. Yeah. So I'll have to check that out. Um, I don't think I really have anything else this minute because the rest is the last 30 seconds of it is just Ricky explaining the plot to the Sentinel. Right. 
and Tom Hanks viciously smoking his cigar. <laughs> We're a lot like uh, Ray Peterson, though. He also has not seen The Sentinel. Yeah, he didn't know what he was talking about either. And I don't think uh, I don't think Art ever weighs in on the fact that he's seen it or not. I feel like Art has a lot of time on his hands. He probably has seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have too much else for this minute. This is mostly just a very chatty minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm out for this minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to keep it short. Not much to talk about when it's just uh, Corey Feldman monologuing. All right, no. so thanks for joining us for the Burbs Minute. Make sure you check out our Twitter. Go over to our Facebook at the Burbs Minute. You can uh, email us at theburbsminute at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out my other podcast, Slycast, where we talk about Sylvester Stallone and Burgess Meredith sometimes. Um, why don't you? Uh, what about your eBay page, there, buddy? <laughs> it's Chris Twelve Hundred on eBay. Uh, wrestling figures, toys, all your uh, Christmas shopping needs. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> even you know it might not even be close to Christmas, but hey, get it out there. <laughs> yeah. um, and we're just one of a host of a minute podcast. So uh, why don't you swing over to – you can go to moviesbyminutes.com. They're all listed. Well, not all. Most of them are listed there. And uh, you can check out the Caddyshack Minute. And let's be honest. I should not need to sell you on the Caddyshack Minute. No. As soon as the word Caddyshack came out of my mouth, you should have immediately been logging on and finding <laughs> this podcast. I'm about 15 away from finishing the Back to the Future one. So maybe I'll move on to that one. Yes, I'm about uh, halfway through Goodfellas. Oh, are you? Which – I mean, it's an excellent podcast. Man, it's long. It's yeah. A, it's an endeavor. That's a long movie. Yeah. Make sure uh swing over to iTunes and uh, give us a five-star rating. We need a couple more to get uh, above the threshold where you can actually see us. All right. Um, that's all I have. Um, make sure you go out and watch The Sentinel and stay safe, neighbors. <laughs>